Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash bonfiresidechat. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Some of our landings were desperate adventures. We are now prepared to meet the inevitable counterattacks with power and with confidence. Thou shalt see further on, an abyss was begat of the ancient beast, and threatens to swallow the whole of Ulysseel. Knight Artorius came to stop this, but such a hero has nary a murmur of dark. Without doubt he will be swallowed by the abyss, overcome by its utter blackness. Indeed, the abyss may be unstoppable. Still, I have faith that Princess Dusk may be rescued yet. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. I'm John Wolfe. And you're listening to Bonfireside Chat. It is an undead favorite. And this week we are talking about the Arturius of the Abyss DLC, uh, also known as the Prepare to Die Edition extra content. People seem to be confused about what it is, but uh, yeah, it's everything you had to pay extra for if you were on consoles and everything that came with yeah, uh, this is a non sequitur. PC, anyway, yes. PC, PC, PC. <laughs> I, remember, PC. I, saw, I noticed like snapped snapped twigs and the uh, and the tripwire <laughs> as I was walking down that dark corridor. It's yeah. Like, what's happening here? Boom! Oh boy, trap, <laughs> trap sprung. PC, <laughs> USA. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, all that stuff. The all the all the DLC. Uh, mm-hmm. And as you heard, we are joined by John Wolf. John, tell us a little bit a little bit about yourself. I have been a uh, podcast slash other things cohort of Gary's for several years uh, on occasion. You may remember me as Gator Boy from the <laughs> Dead Idea of Valhalla podcast. Um, maybe there was a couple other weird cameos. I think on that show at other points too. You were one of the uh, imaginative teens. I was one of the imaginative teens, that's right. What's a clerk? I remember that one. (laughs) What's a clerk? Um, mm -hmm. Smithing Orkin. Mm, That sounds radical. God, go listen to that. Go just just go listen to. The, there's a whole episode where Gary put all the Dungeon Master stuff together. Yeah, you can listen to the 20 minute audio play, yeah. all all together based on a character from uh, the Dragon Strike Board Quest game. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, I've I've known John for a long time, uh, about 10 years. And uh, before that, I mean, we've been floating around the same kind of band circles before we started doing podcast circles. And then my That's my true. earliest podcast, John was on uh, frequently. And has been uh, one of my video game buddies, and kind of like uh, you know all my band friends. Not all my my band friends were into games, so uh, it was a nice little uh, side niche that that John and I. It was downloadable content for our friendship. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Ho- hopefully, I can take some amount of the credit for bugging Gary about playing Dark Souls finally too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A- absolutely. We're, yeah, we're, like it, you, you, Levi, and and Cole, like everyone who were huge, uh, you know, evangelizers for the game, have now been on the show. Yeah. So the the three of you uh, all all share credit. We uh, did it! Hooray! <laughs> USA, USA, <Yeah>. defense, defense. <laughs> <laughs> 
dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I wish my keyboard was still set up next. To, I know how to play that, but my keyboard's not set up next to my, my keyboard oh, so anymore. Can, so he can't do the yeah. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I bet you that's probably for the best. It probably, yeah. Um, so, so uh, you know, previous to this, um, we had gone through uh, the catacombs and the tomb of the giants, slaying Nito and Pinwheel, and trying to figure out uh, what their complicated relationship was. <laughs> and uh, immediately prior to this, uh, we ran all the way around Lordran, or just checked a fact and figured out exactly how to get to uh, Elysial. Yeah, it is a real um, arcane process, for lack of a better, less punny word. Um, or appropriate. It's not really a pun. I don't know. It's magic, folks. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> defense, defense. Um, no, but uh, yeah. So, so <laughs> I can, so I'm coming at this from a console perspective, where this wasn't always part of the game. You know, it's like I sit down. You know, the it's the the, the day has come. I have been on media blackout on this thing since I heard it was announced. I was like, ah, bah, bah, you know, fingers and ears, even like, do you know how hard that was when the PC people were playing it ahead of me? Yeah. <laughs> Several months. It was like, nope, nope, nothing. So I get in there like, okay, where is it? Where is it? Walking all around, trying all the obvious spots, thinking, you know, in, in, in any other game, if you paid $15 for extra content, like it, there would be like a billboard put above fire. Lake, right. Yeah. Yeah, yep, like, yep. like or you get MP- a little quest popper, like it happens in a Fallout, yes. where it's like you know radio signal. Yeah, yeah. Or a spaceship is calling you for some reason, like <laughs> you know you, that that would pop up. But in this yeah. in this game, no, you know, not, not the case at all. J- John, what were you uh, playing with it? And did you play the game before the DLC? Yeah, I know I, you did. But I, I double dipped on, on Dark Souls. I bought it day one on console, and then day one on PC. Mm-hmm. So, because I never thought that there would really be a PC version, so right. you know, I had I basically started over, and I I definitely just looked at a fact to figure out how to get to the DLC content. Because what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and as a quick sidebar, I want to say real quick, like the vindicating factor for getting this on PC. Um, yesterday, I got to try out the connectivity fix. Mm-hmm. Like it is glorious. Yeah. Mm. Like it's amazing. Like if you want to go co-op through Dark Souls. Like with a buddy, and it's like I don't you know it's way too easy to just do that as a normal build. But me and Brayden are doing our double dragons, which is really hard, um, and we want to do the whole thing as co-op. Um, it is it is a godsend. It's instant perfect summons from your from your friends on your yeah. Games for Windows Live thing. So big ups to the the community member who made that, and I yeah. I'm glad that kind of the modding is finally you know being used for good for Dark Souls as opposed right. to being used for evil. Mm-hmm. At, the, at the same time, um, our buddy Bob just like wrote a thing about how his character got like hit and had all of his lever levels drained and got dumped in the abyss. <laughs> so, um, you know, unfortunate there, but on yeah. the plus side, the modding is being used for good. Yes. Yeah. So that's another upside on being on PC. So you guys can just rub it in. I don't know, <laughs> but yeah, you have to go through this whole big, this, this whole big thing. You know, if you don't know the rough, you know, process is to free dusk down in the basin, um, place the, lo- the place the Lord vessel, go to Duke's, kill a special golem, uh, and then bring the broken pendant back to where dusk was, and then you'll be grabbed by this big barnacly hand uh, mm-hmm. that takes you to a strange faraway land in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a super creepy hand. Like, oh yeah, a- approaching this, like I knew what to do, but approaching the end of that uh, kind of water cave. <clears throat> 
and seeing this, you know, shimmering blackness mm-hmm. at the end was like, you know, appropriately intimidating and cool. Yeah, I thought definitely. I always really liked that cave too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, you know, when uh, my first playthrough of the game, I kept reading about this golden golem in dusk, and I had no idea that uh, that she was there um, because I didn't think I could go. I thought there was just a drop off. I thought the drop off where the hydro was continued. Mm. So I had no idea I could even go up that back way. Yeah. Um, that's something I saved for my second playthrough. Like like most things, I saw a summon sign um, on there that let me know it was walkable ground. Mm. So, so, yeah, not a summon, a summon sign. A summon sign or an orange soapstone? Yeah, orange soapstone. Yeah. Something. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so you, 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 you're pulled into this world and you're dropped off um, in this viney cave inlet kind of thing with a bonfire and have we um just like real quick oh, have we yeah. talked i feel like we would at the episode when we got to dusk um oh, yeah. we put off talking about dusk saying we'd talk about her this episode yeah there's not yeah. much to say but i don't know if we've there, really elucidated who she is there's not so much to say yet so like if you go through you know if you, if you kill the gold golem um you, you know you, you free her spirit i think you have to reload and she'll show back she'll show up back on the shore um, and you speak to her, and she says that she's a princess from a, from a land long ago, um, and she will sell you these special sorceries uh, that are kind of like non-destructive in nature because they are from this different place, kind of leading into this whole notion that different different areas have different kinds of magic that reflect yeah. their values, right? Well, and and the big uh, intriguing thing she says is she talks about you know you being her rescuer, mm-hmm. and she says how much she you know you remind her of Artorius. Who has rescued her? I see. I forget if she says this. Bef- if, if she said that pre-patch or post-patch, oh, she only might, might she only ever says that after you rescue her in the DLC. That yeah. line wasn't even there later? before the DLC yeah. came out. Is it? Well, you mean after you rescue her from the Golden Golem, but yeah. it's before or, you rescue her from Manus, because at that point she doesn't say, like she just cries, and then yeah, no. But if you summon her again afterwards, back in Darkroot, yeah. I could have swore she said it like with the patch, so forever for me on the PC version. Yeah. Like if I just kind of jammed on the talk button when I first rescued her. Yeah. Maybe when, when when I was when I was playing this, I was like like the first time before any of the before any of the DLC came out. I was so mm-hmm. hungry for any lore that I I would have I would have made instant notice of that. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think she did it before patch. Yeah. We're, we're talking about whether it happens before or after you rescue her from Manus. Mm, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I suppose that's what I. Yeah. What I'm I think before, yeah. but I might be misremembering. Yeah. Somebody will correct us. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're like hungry for lore, like dusk has to seem like the weirdest dangling participle, yeah, of, yeah, like of this this game, right? Because mm-hmm. like there's just like, oh, you come from Elysial, you've been in this goal. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, there's nothing yeah. more to it. So it's almost like there has to be more to it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I think some of this was, or a lot of this was planned and just cut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, yeah, almost all of it, I think. Which I think yeah. I mean, we talked about this before, but I think that owes to the quality, yeah, or the quality of it owes to that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So we, we, we learn a little bit more about her, but she kind of remains the damsel in distress for most of this. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Yeah. And we don't learn. We never learned that much about her anyway. Right. She's right. a princess. She's got a goofy looking hat. <laughs> um, the, a really, uh, really useful goofy looking hat. Yeah. Yep. And she yeah. and she's real good at curses or yep. being resisting curse. Yep. Because um, she's always wearing a wedding dress. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the saddest thing. Yep. yep. Uh, before uh, the first big patch, that dress used to have poise too. Everybody wore that in PvP. That was yeah. ridiculous. I, I read about that, which is was so goofy. Like all of these like big hardy warriors wearing wedding dresses, like yep. trying to slice <laughs> each other's guts out. It was stupid. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure there's some kind of joke you could make about that one episode of It's Always Sunny. 
oh, yeah. a reference to that one episode. <laughs> oh, here we go. It's like that one episode of It's Always Sunny where Mac <laughs> gets a brain injury and gets fixated on that wedding dress. Also poppers, am I right? High five. Um, yeah. So <laughs> but anyway, so, so you get sucked in. You were talking about talking about that. Yeah. And uh, like like the. <laughs> The, the, the way that this area opens up kind of speaks to why they decided to put it in an end game content. Like they know if you're coming here, you're go- like, like you, you better be ready for some stuff because there's nothing to it until like, like, like a boss fight is the first thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And that is, that is the, uh, the sanctuary guardian. Is he, no. I forget, is he a chimera or a manticore? I always get the two mixed up. I think he's a manticore. Ah, um, I agree. I, I, yeah, chimera, I think, has a snake for a head. Mm, okay. Um, I, might, I might be wrong about that. I can't remember who uh, uh, one of my friends, it might have been Zach Krause, used to say um, chimeras, unicorns for boys, <laughs> which I always thought was pretty funny. That's um, pretty good. Yeah. Lettuce. Um, so he's, yeah, he's a unicorn for boys. Um, <laughs> not that boys can't enjoy unicorns. Enjoy whatever mythical animals you want. Yes. Um, but yeah, this is, uh, and he kind of sets the tone for the boss fights mm-hmm. in this area, I feel. Like, this is a very boss heavy area. Um, so we're, we're, you know, four total boss fights here. And all of them, one thing they have in common, I think, are very limited amount, like, windows of attack opportunity. Right. You know, so there just aren't very many times you can attack this guy. Right. You know, and uh, and have him do it. But he's, he, they're also my favorite boss fights in the game because, like, they're all very fair. Mm-hmm. Like not, you know, there's not really a gimmick to many of them, but they I, they feel very fair to me. Yeah, they 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 move very quickly, um, and they have uh, attacks that can hit you from pretty much any range. Like uh, you know, the, the 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 sanctuary garden, he has that cone area of effect attack, and then he can he can close the gap pretty quick with mm-hmm. uh, with, with any kind of uh, with any kind of leap. Uh, so he's he's difficult. He is really really difficult. Um, or at least he was for me. I wasn't expecting them to leap with this. He, he's also you also fight him in ankle deep water, so the lightning kind of spreads out. Yeah. If he hits the ground, which is a cool like that's not used other other times in the game really. Right. So one of our one of our responses, which we'll read in the appendix, uh, says that that effect actually carries in the uh, with like lightning weapons. He says. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd have to test that, but he says there's a place in the depths where it's really useful. No, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, it's like a little bit of Bioshock. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know how much else there is to say about the Sanctuary Guardian, except that it is a really, really fair fight. Yeah. Um, if you come back after you beat them, there are two of them there. <laughs> I've, I've only seen that in videos. I haven't done that before. Have you done that, John? I did that for the first time today and got the... That's how I got the Guardian Tail for Whip Fest was <laughs> with the two. Can you get two of them? I, I didn't try actually. Back, three. Yeah, th- yeah. Maybe you can just get <laughs> infinite. I don't know. Think of the whips. <laughs> <laughs> the whips. A B C. John, always be cracking. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we uh, we talked about it off mic. Explain whip fest. So, uh, in preparation for this episode, just to kind of refresh myself on the DLC uh, and to give myself a reason to play through again in order to do that. I started Whip Fest, which is a playthrough <laughs> with whips in both hands. <laughs> um, <laughs> so good. That's so awesome. And do, do whips rule? No. 
I I didn't even realize all of the implications before starting Whip Fest of like not being able to backstab, not being able to repost. It's like Woodstock '94. Like you had no idea when you were starting. Yeah, pretty much. And then yeah, and then Whip Fest came on the stage, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wasn't it the like the 1999 or 2000 one where all those people like got electrocuted and sexually assaulted? I think you're right. That's what I was talking <laughs> yeah. about. Exactly like the uh, Sanctuary Guardian. <laughs> Um, I think I, I think that's what I was trying to refer to. I thought it was ninety four, but yeah. I, I'm sorry, Perry Farrell. <laughs> the, the, I don't mean to disparage your your great stock. <laughs> your great stock. Oh man! Uh, but mm. yeah, you can't you can't parry, you can't backstab, and they yep. do shit for damage. They do horrible damage. I I got to forty decks really quickly, um, and we're still doing shitty damage. And then I spent the next 30 levels getting up to 30 faiths so I could cast Dark Moon Blade. And only then did I feel like I was doing kind of okay. But I had no vitality or endurance. Yeah. If, if you, it, does it count if you upgrade one of those to the, uh, to the Chaos, whatever that is? Uh, oh, the doing yeah, it as a Chaos? Uh, Fury Sword. There we go. Can, okay, so you can, you can upgrade the whip to it? It counts I, as a I, curved sword? I, I believe so, yeah. I think that's actually the life hunt side that ah, you can make okay. out of a whip. Does does but that still count? <laughs> I, I did not count that. No, okay. that would be against yeah. the spirit of whip. You're fest. banned from future whip fests. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to rules layer whip fests. Yeah, the only whip rules is that whips rule. Cole. <laughs> <laughs> whip fest. All that, all that I'm saying is, you hand me the whip. I will hand you. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think um, I think but, that is as deep as the whip humor well goes. Yeah, I, we, we mind that. We mind that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, no Devo jokes yet. Damn it. Uh, that's true. That's true. We'll save that. Yeah. We'll, just, we'll, we'll save. We'll, save, we'll save it for when a problem comes along. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um. Yeah. But yeah, you get you can get a poison whip. So the game has three whips. All of them are terrible. Yep. Um, I like how that was our punchline. So you get a poison whip. <laughs> yeah. A really dumb terrible. looking poison whip. Yeah, it's garbage. Yeah. It's also uh uh like not very not very powerful. Like poison is not a very powerful effect. No. Nope. To, to be having, you know, now when you're running around with toxic weapons and most enemies are immune to it. So, um so on most of the tail weapons it's implied that it actually is like part of the tail or something like that of like whatever you cut it off of. In this one it is literally you are using the tail as the whip. Yeah. It's the it's the same way I could go make a cat whip right now. Right. Like if, if I wanted to go make a cat whip, I could literally do it right now. Close your ears, Rory. <laughs> you, you, you can't swing a cat in this town without hitting a cat whip. <laughs> um it just keeps going. Yeah, I will not uh, not cut off my cat's tail for the podcast. Um, after you beat the Sanctuary Guardian, I've never fought two of them at once, so that seems really hard to me, um, yeah. just because they have so few opportunities to attack them. Right. Um, the two at once, they're not as, they don't have as much health. Yeah, they're lesser. Oh. They're the lesser Sanctuary Guardians. That's good. Yeah, but. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's funny because the whip actually the, the the description it says it's an obnoxious weapon. <laughs> in the text so uh another weird thing this is uh this is the only boss soul that you get uh that doesn't do anything yeah i kept wanting them to patch something in for it me too yeah like i was like oh cool 
Give yeah, me a neat thing. Like some kind of lightning spell, perhaps? Or yeah. like a lightning sorcery? That'd be pretty cool. Or a, yeah. or a weapon, you know? They, well, they, man, I want them to bring back boss souls into sorceries for yeah. for Dark Souls 2. Mm-hmm. It'd be cool if you could do that the breath attack or something similar to it. Yeah. yeah. That would yeah. be a cool yeah. spell to trade that soul for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you you say bring back, but they did the same thing with Manus. Then you could use his spell to get pursuers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, 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 I know what you mean. Like make it more commonplace. Like make it yeah. an option for every soul. But uh, like if they were going to do it on this, that would be a good way for them to do it. And they'd already done it with Manus. So yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah, but they could do it twice. The true. Um, instead <laughs> of doing nothing, it's just ten thousand extra souls. Why not just give them to you and beat the boss? Yeah. Um, because. <laughs> Well, not, it's not even that they know you're going to die. You're going to find a bonfire right here. So, wh- which is closer, uh, the, the the opening bonfire of Ulysseel to the to the sanctuary, or the bonfire in uh, Lost Isolith, like like the two in Lost Isolith? There, I think the Lost Isolith ones are well, Lost Isolith one, the Daughter of Chaos to Lost Isolith. They are like the two closest bonfires in the game. Right, like it feels like. But this area, you know, similar to Demon Ruins and uh, Lost Isolith, is very generous with bonfires. True. Yeah, and something something like strange about this, like being a person who is playing through Demon Souls right now, all the DLC, it feels like it feels like they like like a Demon Souls, you know, one 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 two one three, kind of kind of thing mm. to me, like like like, like that progression. It's uh, you know, it, I don't know, maybe I'm yeah, maybe I can I'm see, I can see it. Turn. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It's pretty linear. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> yeah. But yeah. So this is I didn't know this this first thing that you have for the the sanctuary. Yeah, I read this in the wiki and I didn't substantiate what? it. So, but yeah, uh, the wiki says that if you if you kill Dusk before you come here, which is likely if you you know we're playing or a monster. If, if you yes, it's like if you, it's likely if you're running around in a bloodstained wedding dress that you killed yeah. Dusk. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but uh, but yeah, uh, like for from what I understand, she will be dead here. But I'm not sure what uh, what uh, Elizabeth says, and I'm not brave enough to uh, I'm not brave enough to do that. I read Elizabeth's dialogue in kind of preparation. I didn't see any reference to that. Right. That's interesting. I should I should try that because I very rarely use Dusk. Like I mm-hmm. used her for my sorcerer character, and then yeah. I don't want to kill her because I'm not evil, right? Um, typically, but I should try that to see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but this uh, but this uh, sanctuary is kind of like a little grotto. Uh, there are mushrooms and trees everywhere. It kind of feels like a proto. Uh, like a like a like a proto firelink almost, mm. or at least related in architecture a little bit, except uh, much more overgrown and still intact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And you you run into that Elizabeth we talked to, who is like a gigantic mushroom lady without arms, <laughs> um, who says that she is dusk effectively her grandmother. Mm-hmm. So like I get the I get the sense, and this is all there's nothing here, but like we know dusk is a princess. Like I think of her as kind of like maybe an advisor, right. Or something like that. Like she kind of has that, uh, you know, kind of um, matronizing speech. Yeah. You know about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she and she she looks similar to the the mushrooms that you have already thought, who are you know essentially feral and and you know at least non talkative. Yeah. And you get the idea that perhaps you know at some point like they've de evolved maybe. Yeah, like you know? like the mushroom people in the Mar- Super Mario movie. Yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, totally possible. And and you know, I'll forever be thankful to to Brayden for pointing out that the DLC of Dark Souls is saving a princess from the Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> like, yep, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, no, that 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 is very astute, and you have to you have to wonder if that was intentional or not. Yeah, it, it's it'd be hilarious if it was. Yeah, um, I I do not know necessarily that it is, but uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, she kind of lays things out for you. 
Yeah, she she kind of says like, okay, so uh, Dusk was captured by some uh, beast from the abyss, and uh, Lord Artorius, Knight Artorius, uh, came to rescue her, but he failed in the task. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of setting up that a, it's weird that you see his grave. <laughs> yeah, you know, a little bit earlier, so like, hmm. Hmm. Um, and you know that you're probably going to see him here so already I was like oh god I'm going to get to see him and in fact you get to see the, all the rest of the, uh, the, uh, the the knights as well yep yep. this this really mm-hmm. rounds out like a lot of missing members of the cast Yeah. Um, which I like a lot mm-hmm. um, it also references you know the things she's saying about him failing in the quest directly contradict things that you know from like item descriptions and stuff of him being the abyss walker and kind of mm-hmm. having this legendary reputation like you know the, the the chronology of when Dusk starts referring to you, you know, as having the same countenance as uh, uh, Artorias, you know, that we're unsure on. But there, there are several implications that he was successful in his quest. And at this point, like, you're kind of understanding, like, you've gone back in time. Yeah. You know, this is, this is previous mm-hmm. and that he wasn't. Which introduces, like, one of this really cool angle to the whole DLC, which is this whole, like, revisionist history. Right bit to it which i think is really neat yeah or it's a stable time loop and everything that was attributed to artorias you actually did yeah (laughs) yeah that's always how i interpreted it really just like Mm. you know they yeah you actually did all that stuff like yeah Yeah. the, the, the only witness was distressed and admits that she didn't pay a lot of attention and elizabeth at the end says i will tell no one of your deeds which is a real dick move like yeah sing it from the highest mountains well, it's it's one you know it's it's the uh, the 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 hero that the um, Lord needs, not the <laughs> the hero you know, the hero that they deserve, not the hero that they need or whatever. Yeah. Like you know, Artorias has value as a symbol, yes, even if he is corrupt. Yeah, you know, yeah, but it's a but 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 it is definitely a a, a, one, a wonderful premise at the very mm-hmm. least. Yeah, and really direct. Yeah, like uh, and so we people point this out about the, the DLC before too. But this is as direct as the game gets with its lore, and with your kind of immediacy of your goals. It has to do with like this kind of compartmentalized nature of this, right? Uh, but it's kind of refreshing. Like I'm, you know, I don't necessarily want a whole game like that, mm-hmm. but I really like that. You know, I have a mission. Mm-hmm. You know, this is the story. This is the wrinkle. No one's, you know, not very many people are lying to me. <laughs> you know, like uh, I really like that about this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elizabeth kind of acts like a merchant um, if you need her to, but she doesn't. I mean, she just kind of replaces uh, some of what dust sold. Dust mm-hmm. sold. Um, yep. And and it's funny because the like you know they're like the, all these games are about mantras, right? Or different areas. So like in all of Lordran, the, the you know it's praise the sun, praise the sun. But here it's you know may the flames guide thee, mm-hmm. which I think is, is is interesting. Yeah, similar similar sentiment. Like it's still kind of this uh, uh, you know. Uh, reverence for the flames it's you like know, which kind of positions Elysial as you know maybe a, a suburb or an ally kingdom which right. other things you know in the, the lore also position as such mm-hmm. so yeah you exit out of uh, the sanctuary and you get to the royal wood which is kind of the first real area of uh, of, of the DLC one of one of three <clears throat> And you, uh, I, I was immediately struck with kind of uh, resemblances to, uh, to you know, to Darkroot. John, like John, what was your impre- what was your first impression of the Royal Wood? Totally the same. I mean, you see that bridge, and you're just like, oh, it's yeah. it's the, it's the forest. And then you have the you know you have the scarecrows that you know they drop the same stuff and look exactly like the ants. And you're yeah. like, I mean, you know, it's the same map. They just mm-hmm. kind of altered it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it lends further kind of credence to the idea that like this is Darkroot gone wild. So the same way that the, these scarecrows are using tools, 
mm-hmm. and yeah. you know are trimming trees, <laughs> and in the future they're just trying to kill you. Right. You know the same way the mushrooms do. Like this was once a civilized land. Like you know the, these these thing, these things are less intelligent now. Mm-hmm. They can also uh, hilariously drop uh, the uh, the pitchfork item. Have either of you guys seen that in action? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got like yeah. three of them. <laughs> I've played around I, with it a little bit. It's pretty silly. It's one of it's one of my like white whales. Like I've never had it drop. But I've been the victim of a, a PvP invasion based on it, which was really fun. Because like when you can Toro that running leap, like yeah, that's real fun. <laughs> I, I always uh, like somebody has to do like a Queena cosplay. Mm, that uh, would be Final awesome. Fantasy. <laughs> that would be excellent. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, I, I always found myself wishing that I could get the scissors. Like me too. I, I don't know how that would work. Like you would have to two hand it to get a special two hand R two or something. That'd be awesome. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, those the, those ends are really freaky. Much in the way that the uh, that the crystal hollows are freaky, because I get the idea that like oh the scarecrows are people who were hollowed or infected by something, and they are like early cycle or nascent ends, and like mm. they're, like they're like they're progressing. So they they are infected and overgrowing with this weird plant virus or disease. Hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the way I always thought of them as just like plant people that were, you know, maybe there initially or created to tend the forest. Yeah, they're 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 kind of dressed up like peasant farmers a little bit. Yeah, the way that I interpret their their garb. Yeah, yeah, especially yeah, their action. Like it could be either war. Like it could be like they start getting this. You once you start you know getting infected infected with a you know the plant virus. Like well, it's up to the it's out to the orchards for you. You know, old Carl. Oh no. Yeah, like you get to spend the rest of your life trimming trees. Carl, no. Uh, yeah. yeah, Carl. <laughs> um, Carl, the end. Yeah. The, uh, the biggest thing that strikes me about this area is how empty it is. Yeah. Like there's nothing in this field, really. It's so like, vast. Yeah, it's huge. And I explored it, but there's there's just there's some treasure mm-hmm. that you can get. Like one of the things you can get is if you're kind of collecting armor from the new DLC, surrounding this area, you can get all of the Stone Guardian armor, which is the other new enemy right. in this area. Um, who are a lot like the gigantic stone knights, except in, they don't cast a spell and they're tougher. Yeah, this armor is so bad. Is it? I have. I've never used it. Yeah, like if you if you compare the weight to the to the damage that it does, your but or to to the the protection that it offers, you're much better off doing like the stone the stone like mm-hmm. straight up stone knight set. Like it looks kind of cool. Like it looks a little bit more ancient and rustic. But uh, but yeah, it is it is not a good deal for the for the weight. It's Can shit. you do they do they drop their weapon? I don't think so. No. No. Okay, that's unfortunate because that yeah. they've got it's got like a built-in special R two. God, I love that. I love that attack. Like this might be my favorite basic enemy in the game. Like from a gameplay standpoint, just because they hit like a truck. But like when the, you, you like with any other enemy, like the rest of the game has taught you, if they have a big attack, you can get them on. You can get them on the recovery, right? Nope, because they yeah. will then get you as they uh, earthquake their their uh, their hammer back up. Hmm. Yeah. Yep, yep. So. Huh. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, and uh, they're like, you know, just like with any other, like, big open area, um, you know, things can come at you from any distance from a, or from any direction from any distance, pretty much. So if you're not careful as you're going through and you're doing like I did and chasing after those little glowy flowers thinking that they're items, um, <laughs> you can quickly find yourself in a world of shit. Yeah, there's a lot of enemies here. It's really dense. Yeah. I just thought of something, too, and I don't, I don't think it's quite in the notes. Like, one thing that's interesting is the place this corresponds to in Darkroot um, has the uh, enchanted ember. Oh, yeah. And in the same place, in a treasure chest, there's a blue slab. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. I wonder if that's supposed to be like a progression thing. Like, do will a will a slab turn into an ember after oh, wow. I, aeons? That's the exact thought that I had when I found that. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. I I had no idea. Wow, that's. Hmm. Yeah, it, it makes sense. It makes perfect and like, sense. Yeah, and these these other embers we found have been were you know were probably the appropriate slabs you know maybe at some point in the past. Mm-hmm. That's. A really good observation. I don't know what else to add to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, you know, being up in that area is a little bit of a red herring because that's not how you progress. You'll find uh, you'll find an area that looks like uh, uh, kind of where you find Alvina, uh, um, you know, in the present day, um, except the bridge is broken and uh, the, the elevator cannot be called up <clears throat> from up here. So it's yeah, obviously it's- a shortcut for later. It's an interesting thing, too, about how um, – and I, I read this somewhere, and I apologize for not having exact credit. But an interesting observation is, like, you can see how much magic infused the culture mm-hmm. of Elysial when they use them. You know, where Blighttown has these crude mechanical elevators, mm-hmm. like, Elysial has these magical energy elevators. Yeah, You yeah. know, and just they're, they're very mundane tasks that are being done with magic. Right. That's a good point. Have you seen the pictures of or noticed actually playing that there's one of those fire dogs is running that Blighttown elevator? What? No. You know the, the fire dogs, the red and yeah. little dog. They there's a wheel that you know that's turning for the Blighttown elevator, and there's a dog running in it. No way. Yeah, I definitely didn't see that. It's pretty cool. That is cool. Can you shoot him or anything? Is there anything you can do? I mean, I imagine I, they wouldn't let you do it, but yeah, I wonder I what. I don't think you. he's. I don't think he's touchable. Mm. Wow. But take some binoculars. Go down to Blighttown. Check him out. Good dog. I'm not Pretty going good. back into Blight- Blighttown ever. <laughs> I'll, I'll go check it out, man. I can hang out there anyway. Hang out there whenever. I don't care. It's uh, my stomping grounds. Yeah. Oh, Blighttown stomping grounds. I'm going to go. Yeah, I'll go check that out. That's awesome. I love, yeah. man. I fucking love that. I learned things about this game. Yeah. Yep. Um. Still, it's insane. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the proper way to go through is through a scarecrow ambush. I'm not... I'm not certain, but like, is this the most enemies of this kind of like size class that fights you at one time? The the hollow ambush in uh, the parish might be more. <clears throat> oh yeah, possibly. But the like, but like the like the pathing path thing on this is weird. So you see the one, and he runs away immediately, and then he comes back with like a, like an entire forest of friends. <laughs> <laughs> For I, like. I got this is one of these areas I fully explored the first time I was here mm-hmm. and discovered the optimal path through it. Yeah. So now I just run up the right wall and then mm-hmm. take a left and run around, run across the cliff and I don't fight anybody here. Oh really? Yeah, like I, yeah, I don't. You can get through the whole. Like I never end up like swinging a sword in this area now, mostly because of Artorias, like needing to make a quick path to the uh, the elevator to get to Artorias. Yeah. So like yeah. because I did that so many times, like there's a lot of this stuff I've only saw the first time I was here when I was mm-hmm. combing the area. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's very little reason to do anything in the in that part of the royal wood at all. There's like nothing there. Right. Some yeah. mushrooms. That's it. Yeah, you, yeah, you can get some of some of those Elizabeth mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, um, which is a, like maybe the rarest item in the game. I think there's only six of them yeah. in the whole game. You can never buy them. So yeah, but uh, that 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 area over there uh, is actually really kind of cool and important because you get to see Calamite, uh his very first mm-hmm. appearance. Uh, mm-hmm. if, it, if it is a he, I don't know. Um, and uh, scares the poop out of me because you think that I, th- I thought that was going to be a boss fight. Yeah, that would be crazy if they just like laid a boss fight yeah. on you in the middle of that forest. And like, if you didn't clear out the forest, fuck you. Yeah. Um, you know, that would have been really tough. Yeah, and it's yeah. cool too because he's not, you know, uh, he's got a, a kind of a bigger sense of scale and looks more badass than the Hellkite Drake. 
Yep. Um, you know. Yeah. Yep. But uh, you get around to the other side, so you're, you're taking the long way around because the bridge is out. Um, and uh, uh, like Earthbound. Kind of, yeah. Uh, like the the barriers. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Um, and um, nothing much there. You start seeing the scissor, the scissor scarecrows, but not much until you get to the until you get to the elevator to get down to the kind of the little grove area where. Well, uh, go bef- before that, like the second area of the forest is where you start seeing the corruption. Oh, so, that's like, right. That's where you yeah. start having the oily tar patches on the ground and like the just you know, you know beehives of gook. The big just, abyss you know, holes. Yeah, big abyss holes. <laughs> yeah, just big gross like piles of abyss. Yeah, just like just gaping a holes everywhere. Yeah, abyss holes. <laughs> yeah, like all these goatees of abyss. <laughs> just, um, <laughs> Don't make me put goatee in the show notes. Yeah, no goats, goatees. Goatee. So, and there's also the weird. There's one of the areas in the game that's really not that rare, but it doesn't happen that often. Where you have to, you literally have to jump across something. To get all of that armor, like you have to jump across a gap, yeah, which is pretty rare, mm-hmm. um, and you're you know rewarded with with some nonsense. But for the most <laughs> part, you kind of get this uh this view, and then you get to the shortcut. Yeah, is, this yeah. view is pretty good because it, it, it cements that this is in the same air in the same area. You look up and you see Anne Orlando, the walls. Mm-hmm. What yep. it take to be Anne Orlando? Do you guys have any alternate opinion of that? I had never noticed that. I've always thought it was Anne Orlando. I didn't notice the Berg though. Like that, you noticed. You look down; it's it's an area like the Berg, and you could compare some parts of like the township. So maybe it's the township. I'm not exactly sure, mm. um, but uh, it, it's it's a very similar kind of layout, architecture, blah blah blah. So like, if you look at you know like the overhead map of Lordran um, as mm. kind of like the center of this area, you see that it's almost radial, um, and like I could see this being like something that is like a couple of sectors out but still mm. adjacent to it, right? So maybe it's yeah. like, if you're traveling outward from Anne Orlando uh, through Dark Greed, this is like just beyond it. So my initial thing was like, hey, this is this this exactly is Dark Greed, and part of it is. Um, yeah. <clears throat> large portions of it are, actually. Um, but uh, like this is kind of like a Ven- <laughs> the Royal Wood is a Venn diagram where Ulysseel inter- you know, intersects with Lordran, as you see it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Um, so after you go down this elevator, you unlock this this elevator. And this area, again, with you know, not only generous with uh, bonfires, but very generous with shortcuts. Yeah. Um, you you set up this elevator that goes down to this second area. That's a kind of a like a hub. Yep. For the area, mm-hmm. um, lets you go back to the beginning eventually. Um, lets you continue through the the game, and then also lets you go fight Calamite if you want to. Right. And you run into the uh, you know another NPC here, which is uh, marvelous Chester. <laughs> Um, who, you know, is, uh, so again, just demon souls references left and right. Like he's pretty much wearing the official's hat. Did you get that John? Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, I've seen somebody do a cosplay as the official, (laughs) um, of dark souls, which is really fun because they constantly use the, uh, the audio, audio distraction spell, which is the official's laugh. Yeah. (laughs) Or less. It was pretty fun. You run to those guys in demon souls plenty now, Cole, right? Uh, not yet. No. The, uh, we, they're in uh, two two is when they are you running starting in two one I think so I think you probably have they're like the fat guys who throw fire or oh, dress like you know what yes. yes I have yeah, yeah. I, I, I I I have I just I didn't I didn't notice yeah. it's, it's, it's been a long similar kind of mask and yeah. hat that Chester's yeah. wearing. So I like so I didn't get that it was a mask like his uh like the description on his hat says that like it causes that face. 
Yeah, I thought it was said like everyone who wears this wears the face of Chester or something right. like that. And it is like it comes with the hat. So if you mm. kill him for his gear, which I recommend because it looks cool, yeah. um, you that that becomes your face, which is like the only part of it I don't really like. Mm-hmm. Like the hat and trench coat are really cool. But yeah. the, uh, it's, it turns you into a member of Anonymous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Chester drops a pretty big lore bomb, too, if you talk to him when he tells, says about how the serpent uh, tempted them into digging up Manus and letting loose the abyss. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I thought that was that that was a, that was pretty intriguing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the, like that ends up being like the keystone to a bunch of stuff. Yeah, like like if yeah. you yeah, it, it it says everything about Kath. Um, if you if you believe that it was Kath who did this and not Framps, um, right? Yeah. And, and in the end, like I mean, I like my my end kind of uh, idea of what the the overarching you know story of Dark Souls is changes a lot. Yeah. But, you know, the fact, and we'll get to it when we talk about the ending, but the fact that, like, both of them are present for the ending, yeah. you know, means that it may not matter which one it was. Right. You know, like, there may not be as big a difference between them as you think. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, But, yeah, so, you you know, you have sympathy for Elysial, um, and clearly Anne Orlando did, sending mm-hmm. Artorias here to kind of bail them out. Um, however, they brought this on themselves, and they have uh, disturbed the grave of the primordial human, mm-hmm. and, uh Yeah. Yeah. Uh, incited his ornery wrath I think is the language like <laughs> right. I like uh, how Marvelous Chester talks a lot yeah I like yeah. everything about Marvelous Chester actually I think that uh, just the fact that he's another person who's been plucked out of time yeah isn't like the, you have it here in the notes but I don't think there's anything that verifies it like wouldn't you imagine he has the other half of the pendant yeah that, that, that's what I think anyway oh yeah. weird I never thought of that I, I assumed that like Manus had the other half that that makes sense too, but then why is Chester plucked out of time? You yeah. know, maybe he found the other half of the pendant in his world. Yeah, yeah, maybe oh. it could be like there's a lot of like time being timey wimey. Yeah, uh, like mm-hmm. explanations that happen in this area. D- d- yeah. Different instances of the same half of the same pendant. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Hmm. Um, I'm wow. really <laughs> thankful he's here because when I come back now and I I'm fairly certain I'm gonna die. T- Artorius, mm-hmm. I can spend all my souls. So, yeah. like, I just buy a bunch of green blossoms, even though they're expensive from mm-hmm. him. I'll go ahead and buy them because otherwise, I'll you know I might lose them. Yeah, and those are those are almost as good as money. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, so the uh, uh, you can fight him for his gear, um, and he's actually a pretty good uh, you know a pretty good fight. Mm-hmm. Like the two NPC fights you do in this area, three NPC fights you do in this area are actually pretty good. Right. Which is rare. Like a lot of times those are too easy and all three of them are pretty good in this one. And he has a couple unique moves. He does this like sweep kick. Mm-hmm. That no other sweep is does. really weird. <laughs> yeah. No other character does it. Mm-hmm. It's really odd. Um, there's a lot of lore speculation about this guy being uh, a character who's referenced from Kareem. I can't remember the name right now. Um, mm-hmm. A prince though from Kareem that's referenced and the, that, oh, well. this being Chester. I don't think there's anything really to support that. No, um, but he's clearly from Kareem. Yeah, um, yeah, but, but because of the sniper crossbow and also the fact that he's a dick, I think his gear says it. <laughs> oh, um, it might, it might, I might be wrong about that, but I thought his gear said it. Um, and then the reason why people think he's royalty is because the gear is like it says it's high quality or fancy, you know, yeah. fanciful. Well, it could be um, an aristocrat. Can, yeah, who knows? Um, you can go down and fight Calamite now, but we'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. 
Um, but actually, here we no, get you, you can go down and get killed by Calamite. Right. But, yeah. Well, you can go down and fight Calamite now. Actually, did you see that video, Cole? I yeah yeah I did see that. I, yeah, I guess you I'm you're, thinking you're right. I'm thinking. Yeah, you're right. I mean that, that you're you're doing the better way, but it is just a weird way you can mm-hmm. do things in another order in the game. Yeah. Um, but you can go down to Calamite now, and we'll talk about Calamite in the middle. But let's get let's move on to my favorite boss fight in the game. Yeah, Artorius, man. Yeah. Holy fuck. <laughs> this was like two days for me the first time through. Me too. Yeah, he's he's so but it's it's so good. I know. <laughs> for, okay, so so first off, like from the tone, let's get this out of the way. I love the idea that he snorts and he stamps. Like yeah. he he is entirely feral. Like something has consumed the top of his brain, and he is totally brainstem and cerebellum. Like mm-hmm. he's just like his, his, his like he he is so worse for the wear. And like I get the sense that if he had the use of both of his arms, I would not be able to fight him. Yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah. He, he starts off shield. by flinging a dead body at you. Yep, yep, <laughs> yep. And then he had originally he had some dialogue. Um, that they had in that made him kind of human, and they cut it out in favor of these like inhuman like growls and screams. Mm-hmm. Awesome decision! Like yeah. the the dialogue, you know, was cool from a lore perspective. A strong human, surely mankind are more than pure dark. I beg of you, the spread of the abyss must be stopped. You know, and it still kind of exists for people to you know fuck around with and do what we do with it but the uh, uh just the, the the inhuman scream he makes at you like it's a real like oh fuck moment mm-hmm. it's, it's an intro up there with like gaping dragon but then the boss fight follows through <laughs> which yeah. is you know which is crazy yeah. um yeah the, the arena is covered with that blue corruption you know mm-hmm. um and so is he <laughs> like yep yeah and uh he had that broken arm that he has i love that too because the way it kind of like just lulls about mm-hmm you know, like he's not feeling pain from it. No, it's just I mean, probably all he feels is pain. But he's not. Yeah, he's not bothered by like the uh, the broken arm. Like it just kind of lulls about, useless. So good. And his his God, is there a lot that's really good to this? Um, so we know that. Uh, so Sif was guarding the Covenant of Artorius. Right. We discover through you know various things, and may have already discovered. Like I said, the exact chronology of when you find things out gets you know timey wimey in my mind. But that Sif was his companion, right. and he has a lot of the same moves Sif has. So yeah. like you get the sense of them fighting together for years and years, and getting like similar fighting styles. Right, and he has kind of a wolf howl too. Yeah, so good. <laughs> yep. so cool. Yeah, um, it's like no, no matter which one you fight first, the other is an effective echo of the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, yep. And we'll we'll have to do a brief talk about that, too, because you actually get... I mean, we can talk about it right now. If you fight Artorias first, you get a different cutscene when you run into Sif. Yeah. The saddest cutscene ever. Yeah. Like, yep. I don't, I don't want to have to do this, the dog yep. says. Yep. <laughs> I love Sif. I love Artorias. <laughs> um, good. Yeah. yeah it's, but it's like a mul- action figure now. <laughs> oh, I, I just... Man, mm, I want that. Uh, but... It's uh, like pre and post Abyss Artorias, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, but like it's a multi-stage boss fight too because as he gets more, like I, I just imagine as he gets more damage physically, like the like mm-hmm. more and more of this kind of like a, a, abyssal force that he's a conduit for is coming through, right? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. he does his little power-up boost bomb mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. yeah. Unless you can stop him and like interrupt him, yeah. But the uh, the kind of the the sound and light kind of that comes from interrupting him is a lot like it going off because mm-hmm. it's an area effect as well. So I'm always scared to do it. <laughs> uh, which it's ends up being tricky. fine. Yeah, because you have to do a lot of damage pretty quick, or at least two hand like several big shots. Yeah. Um, like the thing that that I learned from this though, like this fight was a huge road, roadblock for me, and like it, I got so good at it. Like, I'm really, like, a lot of the times when I fight Artorias now, like, I do it without getting hit, <laughs> which just feels awesome. Like, I feel like I know this guy's pattern so well, and that's just, it's a really fun feeling, you know? Um, and it was one of the first boss fights where it's like, I needed to do that. Like, it's just like, okay, you do this, and now I know it means you're going to do this. I know this is when I can attack you. I know this is when I need to early dodge, and this is when I need to late dodge. Um, you know, I just knew it, mm-hmm. you know? I just knew him in the end, and that just felt really good. Yeah, I was actually pretty. I was pretty shocked at how easily he went down during Whip Fest this <laughs> afternoon. It's even if you yeah. don't do shit for damage to him, you can just you can, survive in, indefinitely. Yeah, and there's something between this guy, and that's true of Manus too. But there's something about this guy versus Manus, where like Manus is still a problem for me, and Artorius is not. Right. And I don't know exactly what that difference is, and we'll talk about Manus later. Um, but like Artorius is like always fun for me even when i'm like losing i always know exactly what i did wrong instantly like it's a really it it's my favorite boss fight in the game and then from a lore perspective like this knight having fallen you know down like it is disgraced knight and everything like that that you've heard legends of before in your time like being corrupted like everything good in dark souls is like uh you know just it's it, it's perfect he thought like, I just, he was I, the good guy yeah totally you always think you're the good guy until you know you really you know it's die the good guy or you live long enough to turn into Artorias. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I love this boss fight. So, so, so fucking much. Yeah. It's uh it's, it, it is really great. Everything we're saying is true. Um, however, like for, for me, not however, and, and for me, there's like, you know, like, Everybody says like you can you can really benefit from playing you know shieldless and you know learning how to dodge and stuff like that. Like that was an interesting experiment for most of the other like boss fights in the game as I'm going through in this you know new playthrough with FDR. However, like this was the one where it's just kind of like oh you just can't ever rely on a shield. Like mm-hmm. like like that is the way to approach this fight to me because. He- he has like several attacks that just break through your shield no matter what, right. like overhand attacks. Mm-hmm. And then he just does so much, you know, endurance damage. Mm-hmm. And you don't know when he's chaining attacks. That like spinning somersault thing, there's no tell that I can find whether he's going to do that one, two, or three times. Right. Yeah. So like blocking that is a fool's game. Like that mm-hmm. is the wrong thing to do. Yeah. Um, you, so you just have to get good at dodging. Mm-hmm. Does blocking that somersault ever work? I've never even tried, I don't think. I think it varies how deep you are in on the, the sword. Right. So if it, you yeah, can catch the sense. end of it with your shield and be okay, but if he gets right above you, then you're you're done. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't do a consistent amount of damage that I've noticed. So. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you defeat him. One of the, like one of the few like heroic <laughs> characters in the game. Um, mm-hmm. Formerly heroic, you know, you're, you you get the sense that you're putting him out of his misery, like a rabbit. Oh, dog, totally. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And uh, and then that opens up the you know the kind of the rest of the the, the rest of the DLC, um, mm-hmm. you know you get to um, a couple of different <clears throat> NPCs, but that's a little bit later after you find the key in the uh, in in the uh, uh, township itself. Uh, what's notable is if you come back after you defeat Artorias, you find Lord's Blade, Ciaran, Kieran, K- 
Kieran, mm-hmm. I think. Yep. Yeah. Uh, who is the other uh, knight, the one who is represented by the Hornet. Uh, she is there mourning Artorius and actually asks you for his soul, which you can give her in exchange for uh, the tracers, which are two short sword gladius type weapons. Or you can kill her for the tracers. Yes. If you want to. Like yeah, there, there's not. A, what was that? And her clothes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like the same way you can kill anybody for their tracers and clothes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the uh, 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 but it's it's one of those things you don't get a unique reward for giving her the soul, right? You know, which is which is kind of cool. Of uh, uh, from, um, you know, I, I feel like at this point, like if you're you want to use those tracers, you're making like a tracer build, right? You know, because they're so they're such a niche weapon, mm-hmm. but it is like a nice thing you can do, yeah, do for her. Um, and it's sad if she's just uh, you know, kind of mourning. Um, yeah. if you fight her, it's a good fight again. Like she uses Lloyd Talismans right on you she she dodges like a pro like it's actually a pretty good npc fight which again doesn't happen that often right she's the only npc that uses lloyd's talismans isn't she too yep yep that's like pretty unusual and weird god mm-hmm. so many awesome design decisions they put into this I don't know. yeah yeah um also notable uh you find the hornet's ring behind artorius's grave in the present uh, yeah. on a female corpse so you get the sense that she was there mourning him or uh, she mm-hmm. uh, she opted to be uh, to be buried there so maybe there was something there yeah yeah maybe did they check mm-hmm. with hr and anerlando <laughs> huh well there's like uh you know when she dies too if you kill her she kind of she has a real faint line of dialogue that sounds like she might be saying his name but how you humans my dear So you know you can you can reasonably conjecture that she's in love with him in right. some way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. um, like we all were before we had to kill him. <laughs> yes, um, he stole our hearts, and then we had to break his. Yeah, yeah, um. exactly. <laughs> By which I mean, tear the ventricles from it. Yes, and, and yeah. then consume it for his courage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for his souls, <laughs> to make a sword I'll never use. Yeah, oh, God. So, so this is as good a time as any to talk about. So Artorius's gear is just r- like roundly garbage, right? I never yeah, use it. It's yeah. the worst. <laughs> like, I love the way his armor looks. Um, however, like anything that you have to make his souls into, like they seem like they're going to be like the ultimate weapon, you know, infinity sword or whatever. Uh, but the, but the stats are like the stat requirements are so high that you have to specifically make a build for them. Right. Yep. And then yeah. it's not really worth making that build. Right. The damage yeah. output is never worth it. Yeah. It's, yeah. And then- it's true of a lot of like the weapons. That's true of Smo's hammer. It's true of like a lot of the weapons that you see being used. You know, you're almost always better served by like a regular weapon plus fifteen and max stat for it. Yeah, you yeah. know, almost all of the boss soul weapons in the game are total crap. Yeah. The, the only two I could see like being marginally useful are the Fury Sword and Life Hunt. But yeah, yeah. like I use the the, the shit on Fury Sword. If you like its move set, like it's perfectly adequate for PVE. Right. You know, but the, all of them. If, go ahead. The Moonlight Butterfly Horn can be useful as well. Yeah, I use that a lot too. Yeah, and the Moonlight Great Sword is not bad. Oh um, yeah, yeah. That's a, ta- that's, a, much- that's a tail weapon. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. But just as far as boss weapons go. Yeah, yeah. I was just trying to catch a technicality. Dick move. I'm oh. sorry. Well, thanks. <laughs> you win. Defense. Um, Defense. Yeah. So you, you open up the you open this thing, and I'm glad that this is your note here, where you add a, open the Battle of Stoicism, which is like. The Dark Souls uh, dedicated PvP thing that I've never messed around with at all. I did it once. It's garbage. 
Yeah. yeah. I actually uh, thought that was really funny when I saw the show notes because I was taking some notes as I played through today mm-hmm. and I had the exact same note. <laughs> really? <laughs> Nobody uses it, the Battle of Stoicism. It, it wasn't worded exactly the same way, but mine says <laughs> PvP Arena. No one uses it. Yeah. <laughs> there was a uh, um, in in EverQuest. I'm going to be this guy. In EverQuest, uh, there was a uh, a zone in South uh, Western Antonica called the Arena, which was like meant to be a dedicated PvP area, even on uh, uh, non PvP. Uh, servers and it was cool because like you know you could go like the idea was that this was this kind of like far off place hidden behind high level content that you could go to and you know just like have no holds barred you know, fights because it's like a shrine to the god of war uh, however it was never ever used um, much mm. like many areas in old in old world uh, EverQuest and uh, the only time I ever went there on purpose was for guild events mm. yeah yeah and there's, there's, like, rankings and stuff like that. Like, And this has a direct kind of corollary to Demon Souls again. Like, there are those uh, those rankings, that area above the uh, Nexus right. mm. that I went to once and then never went to again. Yeah. It's, um, <laughs> you know, similar. You know, same thing. I went here once and never went here again. Right. As we said at the beginning, this episode is brought to you by Audible.com. And for you, our dear listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you an opportunity to check out their service. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash bonfiresidechat. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash bonfiresidechat for your free audiobook. But you get to the uh, the the meat of the the DLC after this, right? Um, which is the Elysial Township. Yeah, and uh, this, the, yeah, exactly. This is the, this is the meat. It is an urban area, and there are possibly some of the most horrifying enemies. I know that I said the Ents and the Scarecrows were horrifying, but these are really scary. <laughs> mm-hmm. The uh, the bloatheads. Yeah, these these are you know, and it's the citizenry. Yep. Right. So like. These are the people of Elysial. They were betrayed by, you know, a serpent. And given that, like, they're probably not going to introduce a third serpent in the DLC. Like, it's probably not like Brengo, the, <laughs> Brengo. You know, the, the, the true neutral serpent. You know, it was, pro- it was probably the lawful good or the cha- or lawful evil or chaotic evil serpent. Um, one of the ones we've already seen before. Um, you know, who disturbed this grave. And they're being corrupted by the same thing that corrupted Manus. And just, uh, it's, you know, or not Manus, uh, Artorias. Right. And, uh... Yeah, and the, this town is in ruins. Like it's literally destroying the foundations and right. making the bridges lay at awkward angles and crumbling the buildings. Yeah, it's very subtly unsettling. Um, just how kind of like you'll be in a, you'll be in a room and notice that even the floor is off level. Like mm-hmm. like like the the, uh, the 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 perspective lines don't don't match up to what they should be if you are in a uh, you know a level floor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I like the the distant scream you can hear when you're coming down through the township too. Yeah, super nice touch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yeah. Um, the uh, uh, so you, you explore this area. You know, you're running into two enemies mostly. It's the regular bloatheads, which are kind of the equivalent of a hollow here, but like hit much harder. Yeah, and have a harder move set to kind of deal with, mm-hmm. and are never really alone. Right. You know, like so they're always in groups. And then the witch versions of the bloatheads, which are really tough. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they throw out dark sorcery, which is like, if you don't dodge it, you know, nothing you have is going to do because it does physical and magic damage. Like all, all dark sorceries do. Right. So it's hard to dodge against and it does tons of endurance damage. Right. 
Yeah, and they're always well guarded. Like you said, they're never alone. And this whole area is kind of about enemy placement. Like they they put a lot of thought into the way it was designed, where it's a progressive, it's a progressively more difficult uh, series of encounters, kind of culminating. I feel like you know when you get to that bridge and there's like four of them on it and a sorcerer at the end of it. Yeah, if you don't have like an arrow and can't take out that sorceress from a from a distance, like that's very difficult. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and it's difficult to shield this too because the shield will do a little bit of damage. Like eventually, you know, I mean, I got good enough at dodging and rolling through sorceries. Yeah. To do it, but if you miss time, one of them is going to do a lot of damage mm-hmm. to you. Yeah. So, I definitely arrowed that guy the first several times through. <laughs> yeah. 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 You start running to kind of weirdly too. You start running into uh, unique items. Not only the important ones, but you start running into these carvings. Right. Right. Uh, mm. Which are hilarious and key for for PvP. Um, God, they're so good. <laughs> I'm sorry. This, this is probably my favorite. Does I love how that's like the Dark Souls. <laughs> <laughs> I love how those things are like the Dark Souls version of voice chat. It's so silly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> you can voice chat now, but you can only say four things and only in this goofy ass voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I love you know, we, we we could talk about it now. A they're carved out of arch trees, which is cool, which is cool. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's Go's voice. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> he somehow is magically imbuing his voice into these little it's little wood whittlings. It's the it's the Lord turn equivalent of those uh, um, uh, electronic greeting cards. <laughs> the chip. Yeah. I'm so happy to hear it's a boy. Celebrate good times. Come on. It's a happy celebration. Hanukkah. <laughs> I'm sorry. My, happy my Hanukkah. Condo- I'm sorry. <laughs> my condolences. <laughs> You're pregnant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I love those things. But the, the big things you're running to, kind of going through this, and the path it gets a little nonlinear. You can kind of essentially take a straight path or go right and kind of dig through rooms and crumbling areas of this, mm-hmm. uh, which you're you're well served to because you start getting some quest items, right. um, include the crest key, which is how you're going to get to go, um, and then uh, the silver pendant, which like the time I found that, so like a Dark Souls you know moment that I had. For some reason, uh, the silver pendant is in a, behind a hidden wall that isn't an illusory wall like a normal one. Right. You have to cast light or have a lantern on it. Mm-hmm. The way the game signals this to you is by having the loudest, like scariest beat, like deep rumbling <laughs> <laughs> when you're standing there. And like I was like, what the fuck's going to happen? Ah, ah. And like something was attacking me or something was like going to attack the city. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I was like, oh, this is something, this is, like, literally, I had, like, the Jurassic Park scene in my head standing outside this door. Because I didn't realize, I was like, oh, I rolled into this, it's not a secret door. What is this, like, thumping bass, <laughs> you know, noise? And uh, it was just, re- it's really loud, it's louder than anything else you, you have at this point. And just the game telling you to bring out light, which is weird. I, there might, is the message that's there, is that a developer message? Yeah. That says, like, shed light? Yeah. yeah. That's what, that's a really strangely out-of-character puzzle like for the game, it's very, it's kind of Zelda-ish. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. That's a good, yeah, that's totally a good, that's a good point. And it makes me think that like maybe they didn't have that developer message there, and it would have been re- like they realized like this is really fucking crazy. Like let's just oh. tell them what to do. Without the message, it would have been, I mean, ridiculous. Yeah. If one person would have figured it out after banging their head against it for a million years, and everyone else would have read it in a fact. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Like like a lot of <laughs> which I did anyway. Stuff. Yeah. 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 Yep. Um, the silver pendant defends against those dark sorceries. Like you use it and you get a little force field for a couple seconds. 
yeah. that will repel those, which is pretty neat um, and is useful. Like I see people using PvP and and because uh, this was like you know how every area kind of has an upgrade path. Like this was the area that was like you know sorcerers are not powerful enough, like which is not true. So so now you know the, a big thing for, for PvP is like dark sorcery because it's really overpowered. Yeah. And this game gives you a lot of options for it. Even the dark pyromancy oh. is really, really useful. Powerful. Yeah. Overpowered. I think sorcery was not very great for PvP before this. Right. I, I, mean, I feel it, like I've seen pretty... a lot of people. I mean, I guess I guess that's true. Like, not great for PvP, but you know, really overpowered for playing through the game. Yeah, it, it was already way overpowered for PvE, but it was pretty much shit for PvP. That that could be what this was designed to address. Yeah, I I think so. Yeah, or partially what the the upgrade path, you know, and the the power ups you get are designed to address. But you get these key items. Do we want to do we want to sidetrack back to uh, back to uh, the beginning and talk about Go and Calamite? Um, yeah, maybe not that. Do you, I always end up doing Calamite as a boss fight after Manus? But we can talk about it now if we want to because we can do it now. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Um. So you get that you get down to this like pretty cool little area of the township where you're inside a like you know a gigantic building. Um, and uh, it kind of does a little bit of that thing where Dark Souls hadn't really done that much before, which I don't like, which is like the Neverwinter Nights syndrome, where like <laughs> you're just in a building that's you know five times as big as it needs to be and is really empty. Right. You know, like if you if you're in the the burg, like all those buildings have cur- purpose and are really cramped mm-hmm. with things. You know, and this, these areas are just kind of this is a big huge empty building for no reason, right. which is a little frustrating. But if you do, you find this kind of hidden area and uh, protected by a mimic is this key that will unlock a cell back by the Battle of Stoicism where you can meet Go. Hawkeye, uh, who's, who yep. does surgery and makes remarks and then it gets real sad. <laughs> he makes martinis yep. in a still that he has. Yeah. I that, love the sound that you can hear from outside of his door before you open it, too. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, he, he, he is he is summering here in his retirement. Uh, he has laid his dragon slaying aside, even though there is one literally right outside of his front door, um, <laughs> in order to whittle arch trees. Yeah. Well, because he, he thinks, uh, I mean, one of the things that's really tragic about him is he thinks he is blind. Right. Yeah. Right? Like, he says he's blind, but, the uh, you know, there's, uh, there's resin in his helmet. Which makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Take it off. Yeah. Like, or like you'd still be able to see like something. You'd just be like, oh, all I see is this weird goo inside or... of a helmet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Why does everything look like the inside? This must be what blindness means. Um, <laughs> the, yeah, it's it's you know it's it doesn't uh, doesn't make sense. But he's also he's one of uh, Gwen's knights, right? Yep. Which we didn't mention. He was the archer mm-hmm. um, of the group and uh, has like a gigantic bow and gigantic arrow. Um, he is a merchant. Um, so sells you, you know, gigantic arrows mostly, mm-hmm. uh, among other things. But if you've died to Calamite before, which means you, you went down and he killed you probably in one hit with the flames. Yeah. Um, he asks you whether Calamite's causing you trouble, and he will ground Calamite so you can do the proper boss fight. Yeah, in an amazing cutscene. Just yeah, as yeah. A, a real silly technicality, you actually don't have to die to him. Oh, we'll- I think I yeah I read that. What I usually do is I go down there and I grab the Titanite slab and then I homeward bone out. And that is enough to get that, go that, to. Yep, that's enough to trigger the scene. Mm. The, uh, just the as weird long thing as he I, goes past and breathes fire at all. He just has to do his little swoop. Yep. Um, yeah. The the thing I had mentioned earlier too is somebody like found this out and it was brand new to me is that if you, with enough uh, like Dragon Slayer great arrows, you can uh, kill 
Calamite without Go's help. He can do his little, like, you know, if you have a, a 100% fire-resistant shield, mm-hmm. um, he will do his little swoop, and you can hit him with an arrow if you time it right. It takes forever. But Go has different dialogue if you do that. Really? If you kill, Yeah. Yep. Huh. Yeah, that's it's, fucking uh, nuts. Yeah, the, um, somebody on the, the Bonfire Side Chat Facebook page, which I'm, I'm forgetting the name, and I'm bad at crediting people who give us attention, bring our attention mm-hmm. to things, so I apologize. But it's called something like... Um, it's not 10 things, you know, you maybe didn't know about. It's not a Vada Vidya video. It's like another 10 things about Dark Souls mm-hmm. video. And I'll put it in the show notes. Yep. Um, but it's, it's really cool. But uh, the Calamite fight, if you if you come about it honestly and not in the in the go way, um, it is really really hard. Uh, this to me feels like the, like like uh, uh, Dark Souls is answer to like Emerald Weapon almost. Mm. Um, not in like the weird like twenty minute time limit kind of way, but uh, but just but just because I, I don't he's know, designed I, to be the hardest fight in the game. Kind of yeah, uh, like, like 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 to the way that I to the to the way that I play him. Uh, still, I, I I have beaten Calamine. I have not beaten Manus, so I don't know where I get that from. But uh, like, it, it definitely feels like this is strictly optional. Yeah, it, it is strictly optional. Like the the rewards you get, you know, if you if you can cut off a sail with tail, which is really hard, mm-hmm. um, you get a great sword that I haven't seen you, John. Do you know if that's any good? Like, do people use that as any good? It's not great. I actually I, I have a character that I built around it. Too mm-hmm. specifically because it's a it's a weapon that does a decent amount of physical damage with no scaling and you can buff it. So okay. it's pretty powerful. It gets up to like four hundred damage, and then you can buff it. But and you only need like barely you need like twenty strength to wield it, and that's it. Oh, that, that's it. Well, all the dragon weapons that's true of right. You can buff all the dragon weapons. You can't buff any of the other dragon weapons. Right. Yeah, the Drake sword you cannot. Huh, I, I could have swore there was another one you could, but I could be wrong. There might be, I'm not sure, but yeah. none of the useful ones at least. <laughs> um, but it's the moveset is real shit. It's real short. It's a, it's like a stubby bastard sword, basically. Yeah. Mm. The video is called 15 Mysteries You Didn't Know About Dark Souls? Question mark. Um, and it was uh, posted by Jeremy Dawson. Oh, thanks, Jeremy. Yes. Um the uh, so Calamite, and we I don't think we mentioned this. He's the last like of the eternal dragons. Yes, or so they say. Like I mean, there's a, there's the uh, everlasting dragon, right? But he is one of the you know in the great war against the dragons. And like Go talks a lot about the war, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, if you, you press him for dialogue, um, but really really tough fight. Until like I, like the thing that unlocked this for me, like I had such a hard time with it. Um, but when I played with my sorcery character, I was like, oh, that was fucking easy. And then, like, the thing that unlocks it is, oh, use ranged weapons, and it's the easiest fight in the game. Like, <laughs> yeah, which it, It's really easy to, it, to beat him with ranged weapons. And it's thematically appropriate, and I never thought to do it. Yeah. So... Uh, arrows are his weakness, and the game <laughs> telegraphs that to you. Yeah, literally, um, by pointing the camera at it and holding it there and saying, look at this! <sighs> arrows. Yeah. Follow the arrow. Um... Yeah, so the because uh, his, his fire, his main, most common attack, like you can lock it doesn't go as far as your lock on distance. Right. So he just does it into the air, and you just shoot him a bunch of times in the face. Uh, no big deal. I, what does remind me what it happens when he catches you in his weird psychic thing? Because he's never caught me in that. Never he puts the 
he puts that little red dot above you that makes you get the the calamity ring effect. It makes you take double damage. Pretty cool. Like yeah. that, that's a cool like effect for the boss to have. <laughs> Definitely. How come someone hasn't hacked that into a sword? Yet? <laughs> like, get on it, hackers. Yeah, that won't ruin you like cursing you in an in an opportune time though. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, everything about Calamite is from saying that like we know that you are gluttons for punishment, and there are people out there who want harder, harder, harder. Right. Because it has the calamity ring. You know, which you can only really use by this point. You've gone through at least half the game, so it's really a new game plus, which is already a challenge thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, he's a really tough boss in and of, in and of himself. <laughs> one of my one of my favorite uh, Dark Souls videos, and I'll be uh, I'll be hard pressed to dig it up. But uh, it's a guy who had the calamity ring on him. He was like trying to do some kind of like let's play speed run, you know, challenge kind of thing. Um, and he was in Lost Isolith. He had rested at the bonfire the bonfire there and um he was getting ready to re-equip his uh orange charred ring and he accidentally equipped the uh the calamity ring oh <laughs> and he stepped out and he lost like seven million souls <laughs> oh jeez. yeah and like all he could do is laugh because what else can you do but he's like oh my god that is the dumbest thing <laughs> well and if you're if you know at a certain point like those low level things like souls are nothing right right you know you don't you don't give a shit like i managed to kill uh calamity with my soul level one character um uh, which just took forever <laughs> um, but you know you can do it your plus five lightning crossbow right. um you know but it's just uh you lose souls like nothing right um, um yeah so yeah. after you know and and if you beat him uh go has some nice dialogue for you congratulating you and we'll give you his bow Right. Um, you can also fight Go to get it, and if you do, he does tons of wrestling drops on you. <laughs> yeah, his main God. move is just to kind of fall on you. <laughs> yeah, it's to, it, like like his whole thing is to trick you into trying rolling under him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to kill Go. Like he's, I like Go. Right. He's a, he's a solid bro. A solid, bu- a solid Go. He's a solid bow. <laughs> um, the the uh, so if you go, you know, so you head back down into the township. And you're heading towards the abyss. There's kind of more sorcerers. There's one of the tougher, like, little micro-encounters in the game. Yeah. Which is the area right before you get into the abyss with the uh, the two sorcerers on the steps mm-hmm. and the multiple bloathead guys waiting oh, in the wings. Yeah. That they can, such a bitch. They can, hit you, they can hit you from basically across the map. It's so hard at soul level one. Yeah. <laughs> like, or no no shielding that was really hard, too. Yeah. Yep. I, I did that this afternoon and died like five times yeah it's so hard it's like right by a shortcut so you can get to it pretty easily but like right. jesus christ that is a hard little set piece yeah, yeah. This, this takes you back to the uh, back to the shortcut uh you know to the to the beginning of of, of Ulysil, the, the the township and if you are trying to summon for kind of what's coming afterwards that's the best place to do it however that is the most hopping happening space for pvp so yeah. that ends up being almost a non-functional shortcut yeah and then and then the uh well i mean i still i end up running for that bonfire all the time yeah. to get past this little area but yeah yeah i love how that's like the pvp hotspot and it's right next to the like official pvp zone <laughs> yeah. that no one uses yeah <laughs> wait a minute it's like everybody's hanging out in the parking lot doing the real pvp <laughs> they're tailgating <laughs> the battle yeah. of stoicism <laughs> yeah it's like everyone playing foosball outside of a football game yeah like, <laughs> um uh, and we would be remiss too in that area if we didn't mention that's where you can get invaded by Chester. Oh yeah, if you yeah. want. Oh yeah. Um, there's not much to that. You can't summon him, which is how like a lot of the NPC invasions 
right. work, or at least how Man Eater Milfred works, where you Man get the hostile Man Eater Manfred Man. Um, <laughs> the, uh, if you, that's how that one works. But this one, you can't summon him or anything. There's really no reason unless you just want to fight him right. and not kill him. Um, so you go into here. There's this weird little hall with these statues that keep turning up of this kind of like crying maiden. And you mm-hmm. run into a unique enemy in the game, God, which is this chained prisoner. Mm. Yeah. It looks like something out of like a Resident Evil game. Or like a Silent Hill. Yeah, yeah. Like I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking Silent Hill. I, 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 I was thinking like Lisa Trevor a yeah. little bit. Yeah. But, oh, my God, it's so good. Like, he is specifically designed to break your poise. And just, like, like there, there's this weird there's this weird element of, like, him just setting you off guard and, like, the recovery that you have to do mm-hmm. around it. And he'll break these statues if you kind of, like, lure him around. Um, he hits, like, a truck, and he has, like, long enough range. He's not specifically a boss because he will respawn. But uh, he's effectively the mini-boss of this area. Well, and he you'll respawns? never... Yeah. Whoa! How, why are why are you running into him again? Why aren't you resting at the bonfire right after him and then never going through here again? <laughs> if you are uh, running uh, from the uh, township bonfire, oh, running to try yeah. to get PvP help. Yeah. Um, uh, what? Uh, I want to know who this guy is. Yeah. Like, doesn't it seem like he should have lore significance of some kind? He's the priest who awoke Manus. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Let's move on. Uh, Sorry. No, I- <laughs> yeah. it's totally good. I, I tended to think that uh, Dusk had something to do with Awakening Magnus. Hmm. And that is why he has imprinted himself onto her. Mm-hmm. Like a kind of like a, you know, first thing you see baby bird kind of thing. <laughs> Was was what was 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 what I was maybe thinking, but right. um, you know, it could be it could be this guy. Who knows? He just drops chainmail, yep. which like is nothing, you know. <laughs> like, do you just design it out of the chains that he was carrying? Like, I can buy this from the undead merchant in the burg. Yeah, I need this exactly. from you. I, I think that it's their idea of like that, like the closest thing they can get to a joke in dropping weapons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm. I always kind of assumed that like some of his chains were just made. You know, they would solve like makeshift. They could use pieces of chain mail and kind of tie them together or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that make makes his, sense. Yeah, yeah, is his his deal. So good. Um, yeah, and then you uh, you enter the the chasm of the abyss, the final area of the DLC. Yes, I have to take issue with the way that you pronounce that. I, I don't know. I don't normally <laughs> do that. It's chasm. Chasm. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be that pedantic. However, I don't want you. I, I, I'm protecting oh, you from right. corrections. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm protecting okay. you from corrections because the only uh, possible way that you could end that sentence. I don't mean to be that pedantic but... and not have it be ridiculous. <laughs> like if that ended any other way, <laughs> you're going to get a world hurt, Goros. But... I, <laughs> I was walking down a hallway and I saw broken twigs and trip wires. Yeah. 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 You, you, uh, yeah. You yeah. pulled yourself out at the last minute on that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but the chasm, chasm yeah. is real good. Which I, which I know how to say. Okay. I oh. was just reading it and then. Oh, it, okay. Okay. Like you read something and you just kind of like, uh, I know, I know how it's pronounced. You're, you're it's not like I spent defensive. my entire life saying uh, defense, defense, defense. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. so, so talk to us about this uh, chosen. <laughs> yes. So this Shirley Chisholm um, was ah, deep political reference. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, uh, I think she was one of the first black senators. Um, but uh, proceeding, feels like the Tomb of the Giants a little bit to yeah. me. It's yeah, dark. Yeah, it's dark. It's subterranean. There are coffin bridges. Feels like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does it, this area and the township do not have a correlation? 
in modern times, right? No. Okay. Modern times vis-a-vis the game world or right yeah. now in the world? Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, this is a lot like, you know, uh, I don't know, like Denmark. No, yes. no. <laughs> I meant in the game world the same way that like the Royal Wood is is darker because because you said you said cosplay earlier and i was thinking oh somebody cosplaying as marvelous chester that'd be pretty cool but then like it was it was a pvp it was like a i'm let's I'm play real YouTube deep thing. in dark souls cool. yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> I just, like i i discer- i discerned your meaning real quick but i was just kind of like i just want to make sure <laughs> no you're, you're right like i i probably could have clarified that um this yeah. one i just yeah it's kind of i was trying to figure out like maybe there's some kind of legs to this actually being tomb of the giants mm-hmm. but no it could be connected it could, it could all be part of the sam underground cave system yeah. Have yeah. you guys seen like the the images that people make in that map viewer? Like someone wrote a map viewer app so that you know they can they can see the models for the maps. I've not seen anything uh, from the DLC, but I've seen you know larger and proper. Okay. Well, well, like well, like what have you seen in that? Well, I've seen I mean, people have lined up you know the DLC map with the, with the larger and proper map, the parts that line up at least. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've not seen and, that. That's cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, there's interesting things that line up. I mean, you you might not have you might not notice it, but you know, like the Calamites Basin where you fight him is the same place where you fight the Hydra. Yeah, yeah, that that, that is something I was mm. remiss in not mentioning. Yeah, uh, that's really interesting. That's cool. I'll, I will find that and then put it in the notes. But I seem to remember um, from looking at that that the the township just kind of veers off of the entirety of the the regular game map. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. There, like, there's a couple of big golfs in Dark Root. That there's yeah. nothing there, and you can fill it up with pretty much anything. Right. Yeah. Um, the enemies here. So the the kind of the problems here is that it's dark, and that uh, there's still sorcerers, still bloatheads, and then there are these humanity spirits, which look like floating John Lennons to me, <laughs> <laughs> like with the glasses. Got I just keep thinking eyes. they're just yeah, they're just gonna like they're perfectly round glasses essentially that they're wearing and i just keep expecting them to like walk up to me and just you know maybe oh, i'm dead and you're alive you know and just kind of <laughs> just be real fucking i'm the biggest creep in the world i'm john lennon you know and, and just just really uh that's what they look like to me from a distance they all look like john lennon posters um <laughs> yeah the, uh, they, they also and, look like uh, large 3d versions of the uh humanity sprite that's that's what it's intended to be they're just humanity sprites with eyes <laughs> essentially <laughs> There's some mod that somebody on some video, and I'll never find it, where they had their humanity sprite had googly eyes, and that was like the only thing I could see that what, what the mod was. <laughs> it was really funny. Like, it's like what? what? Uh, oh so man! Weird. So, yeah. That like one one of the one of my favorite pranks that I've ever that I've ever pulled. It was it was inspired, in, in fact, maybe stolen from Akewood. Uh, but uh, to when somebody was away at my college house put uh, googly eyes on everything and like to give it a mm. face in their room. That's funny. Yeah. Like, like a um, Michelle Gondry video, <laughs> like, like, uh, or a polyphonic spree video too, or the, the video that's in eternal sunshine where everything has the face. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. The mm. music video from the song from that, whatever the song was. Yeah. Um, the, and these guys are interesting because they don't, uh, I, when I first fought, ran to them, like there are a lot of them and they were tough for me. And I was trying to figure out what it is. And what it is is that they do not react to being hit. Right. Yeah. So if they're advancing on you, they continue advancing on you when they get hit. And any, you know, you just lose life from touching them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At a really steady rate, they don't like do damage. It's how, however much time uh, you are inside their incorporeal body. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But like fighting them, it's like fighting clouds of smoke. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
And they uh, they have a huge drop rate for humanity. Like they've yeah. supplanted the rats as like the humanity farming place. Like not mm-hmm. as good as the baby skeletons, but um, you know this is so a great much easier place to, to get to. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, the, like they they're guarding some uh, some of those uh, sorceries and spells that we mentioned a little bit earlier. I believe Dark Bead and the uh, the Dark Flame are down here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, this is the, the, this is an area where you want to get to as quickly as possible if you're doing any kind of PvP uh, sorcery build. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, the, so so this is kind of a like a like a weird loopy area. Navigating it is kind of hard, uh, made even harder by the fact that there are like two ways in and out um, because of the shortcut that you can unlock. Um, however, uh, you can find Alvina, um, who leads you to Seth. Uh, who is cowering and in danger of being overtaken by uh, being overtaken by humanity spirits. Yep. 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 Uh, and she is guarding uh, Artorius's shield too. So. Yeah. Well, and well, the shield, I got the idea that the shield was always protecting Sif. Yeah. So like yeah. when Sif teleports away, the shield is what remains. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's kind of interesting too, because I had not made this connection before. Like, you know, Alvina is explicitly guarding Artorius's grave. Mm-hmm. In, in the presence, but the idea of like her and Sif and Artorius being, you know, just like this, you know, kind of like little adventuring crew mm-hmm. kind of idea, like didn't really come together for me until this happened. Right. Oh, man. And DS spinoff game right there. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Do, do like a DS, like, no, like, 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 a literal, like a Nintendo, yeah. D, like a Nintendo DS Gaiden game, like all in cutesy yeah. sprites. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> um, yeah, that would be awesome. Like Chibi I, Dark I Souls guy dead. Yeah. <laughs> Go. <laughs> like I'd play the fuck out of Chibi Dark Souls guy. Like don't even joke. <laughs> don't, um, even, don't even joke. Don't get a bro's hopes yeah. up. Right. <laughs> don't get my bro hopes up, bro. Um, yeah, it, it, it's really cool. And then just like uh, you know, if you're anything, if you're any kind of human being, like you like Sif. <laughs> yeah. And you know, excuse for more Sif is great. And it's you know that yeah. kind of comes into play later. The that shortcut you're talking about, I'd never use. No, it's 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 pretty much useless. Yeah, the like the one that leads, you know, cuz I always it's faster to go from the top of the abyss. Mm-hmm. And again, my mastery of getting through this area quick is just informed by how much how many times I've fought the boss. <laughs> yeah, me too. You know, so I can just get down there immediately. Mm-hmm. Um the interesting thing about that great shield too though, uh, just as a mo- is it's a really good great shield. Yeah. Like we talk about Artorius's equipment being garbage. Um the cleansing great shield is great. Yeah. Like uh it's it's a really good great shield and then no build up effects will happen to you. So oh, no wow. poison, no toxic, no bleed can yeah. happen to you or curse. I think if any attack does curse, right? That you can I haven't, block. I haven't used it, but doesn't it have like eighty percent physical reduction or some crazy shit? No, let me look at that real quick and make sure that I'm not totally talking out my ass. I don't think so, but you might be right. I thought maybe I'm getting it. I'm getting its uh, uh, attributes uh, mixed up with the um, a different great shield as well. Are you are you thinking of the the regular great shield of Artorius? Oh, you're totally right. That is what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. this has eighty percent physical. It's like the, there's no reason to use it. Well, eighty, <laughs> but eighty magic, eighty uh, fire, and seventy lightning. Yeah, is, yeah. But it's you a, should use the dark hand if that's what you want. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Looking at this, the the item description actually does say Artorius deeply scarred by the abyss. Use this to form a barrier to protect his compatriot. Uh, so. Yeah. 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 And then yeah. the shield has been drained, so it was a better shield until it uh, protected Sif for who knows how long. Um, uh, yeah, my yeah. bad. But yeah, I was, I was conflating, definitely conflating it with the uh, the regular great shield of Artorias could catch. Let mm-hmm. me see something here. Uh, art. 
listening to me type on the uh, on the internet. That is that that is fascinating. I just want to see if the models yeah. compare. Yeah, yeah. So you use uh, Sif Soul to recreate the Great Shield, actually. Yeah, there are similar models, except the except the cleansing one is uh, is uh, battered and beaten. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, totally makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Um, yep. But uh, if you rescue Sif here, you'll be able to uh, summon her for the uh, Manus fight a little bit later, which may or may not be useful to you. I, I think it is useful. Yep. Um, but it's not as useful as it maybe could be. Yeah. So, um, like, with, with any boss fight, it's always a gamble between, like, will, will the damage that this NPC or whoever I summon does, uh, will, will it counteract or be outweighed by the, uh, uh, the, the increase in HP? Well, Does Manus actually get more HP when you summon Sif? Because it happens like in the middle of the fight when you summon her. Yeah, I, oh. I wonder that too. And then also, it's not you know Sif is not going to do any damage to to Manus really. Like he, right. yeah. like she does like a hundred damage. The idea is that she distracts him and gives you time to attack and heal. Right, is the only thing that I can I can you know the the reason why I want to to summon her. Right. Um, do we have anything else to say about uh, the the chasm of the uh, the abyss before we? Get to Manus? This is where the sorcerers become really painful to me because it seems like no matter how far I run in the upper area, I always get snagged, especially in that long stretch where you're running over the coffin bridge. Um, mm. Yeah. And that can really mess you up if you're trying to make a run uh, towards Manus and you are trying to, you know, to preserve as much Estus as possible. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. Um, and then, like, the, I mean, I can usually get through without getting hurt. Um, I have that run up to our to Manus mastered, except for at the very bottom of that area where there are all those humanity stri- sprites. Yeah, there's 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 one sorceress that um, tends to hit me in the back yeah. while I'm on that bridge down to to Manus. That, the, yeah, that, that, that's the area that I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you come at it from the shortcut end, you can actually get up to where where she is and kill her, and then drop down and cross the bridge. That's how I, I always do it. Usually, when I'm on like a repeated boss run up, I don't want to kill anything. Yeah. I want to find a way that I'm just not going to hit attack and just get there mm-hmm. as fast as possible. But it doesn't always work out yeah. that way. Um, but then you, you run into, you come to Manus, which yeah. is, uh, you know, in some ways, like the last boss of the game. Yeah. You can kill him before going into his chamber, mm-hmm. which I just like that there are those exploits. I don't, would never do it. Like, right. he's optional. Just skip him. <laughs> but um, the the you know you can do it with arrows if you want to, right? And uh, yeah, Manus. Yeah. But then you get the, but then you get down there. So like Manus to me is like really interesting from a lore perspective. But we can probably talk about the fight first. It is mm-hmm. a really really hard fight. I I have a really hard time with this too. When we talk about summoning Sif, um, Manus is really aggressive, right? Like I think he's probably the most aggressive boss in the game. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's he's kind. Of, I mean, he's similar to Gwyn, I guess. Gwyn is very aggressive as well, but Gwyn sometimes gets into those like mosey states mm-hmm. where he's yeah. like he's about to come at you, but he's just kind of like sitting a spell. Um, Manus <laughs> is never never sitting down on the job. Like, you know, he never has his hands in pockets. Like he's always trying to to get you, yeah. and that makes it really tough. Like it's a really fair arena that you're in. There's, mm-hmm. That's not the problem. Um, I know what his attacks are. Like, and I can I can dodge them, but like. Something about his tells and the yeah. limited amount of time to attack him, like it just—it's harder for me than Artorias, like much, much harder. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely died within ten seconds, like the first several times. 
Yeah, he just he just does it. Yeah, like there's just like, you know these leaping attacks that have huge distance. Yeah. Um, you know, knowing there is a difference between the attacks you can counterattack and the ones you can't, but the difference is subtle. Right. And then halfway through the the boss, he starts doing sorceries. Yeah, and those sorceries really fuck my shit up because it's really like like the, he doesn't telegraph them nearly enough for me to like clear the distance to, to to be safe from them, and because they are dark sorceries, and because I generally have my my Estus up and not the silver pendant, uh, it is really really difficult to try and soak that damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there are really clear tells for all of those, but they're all just him doing different things with his catalyst, right? So you just have to learn to spot them, but in like the heat of battle, when you're running around, like your camera is not steady, like it's right. kind of hard to tell. Like, oh, did he lift it or did he slam it down? Mm-hmm. You know, um, which one he's going to do? And there are ways to avoid all of them too. But you have to like you're making really rapid fire connections in your brain. Like, mm-hmm. what I saw means this, which means this is coming, which means I need to do this. Right. And it's like I feel like there's kind of like an extra, you know, step to it. You know, and the things you have to do is so are so disparate. Like it's not just like you don't dodge you won't you dodge one of them. Mm-hmm. And the other two, you have to do a really kind of prescriptive move right. to avoid them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the spells are also even, you can't just slam on the on the pendant button either, even if you're using that. You have to get the timing right on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, very, like, very difficult, mm-hmm. difficult boss. I, this is the, the only boss I haven't, uh, well, I haven't killed Gwyn because I don't want to end the game, but him and Gwyn are the two that I have not beat with my soul level one character. And I just, I can't, like, I just don't have enough health. Like, I just, I die too quickly. I'm doing too little damage, you know, to him. I just can't last long enough to beat him with my soul level one character. I think I'm done with it. Like, I think I'm, like, going to give up on that, that dude. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's just really frustrating because I, I was having a good, fun time, soul level one in it. And Manus came along and just, you know, fucked everything up, man. Yeah. That was, like, something that I guess came back to over and over again over the course of, like, a couple of weeks. Just be like, eh, I have ten minutes free. I'll see if I can kill Manus today. <laughs> yeah. So, we, yeah. It's funny when we talk about Sif. Like, I was having such a hard time with Manus the first time I fought him. And then I, I saw Sif's summon sign. But some fucking asshole had waited until after the battle to put an orange soapstone over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, I had to wait for it to toggle or bring up the toggle menu. Like, yeah. this is the only summon where you don't do a menu. You don't have to confirm that you want to summon. Right. But if a sword, if a soapstone's on top of it, you can't summon it in one click. It's, and if you hit the click button, it makes you read and then you die. It's it's a dick move, but it's also a really good green. It's yeah, a, it's, it, yeah it it's funny. I mean, yeah. like it, it's a funny thing to do, and he had to remember exactly where the summon sign was yeah. to put it there and stuff like that. But it was a dick. Move. I don't support this kind of behavior, but like, hats off to you. I was mad. <laughs> yep, real mad. <laughs> yeah, I've not beaten Manus yet. Uh, you know, eight months later or whatever. Uh, but yeah, I don't. I don't even know. Yeah, you gotta be. We're almost done with the podcast, dude. I know. <laughs> you you got to complete the game. I know. Um, I, I tried this time, but I couldn't. I, you know, it's my shieldless dude. I just can't. Yeah. Like if I couldn't swing it with a shield. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. But uh, I, in a weird way, like I had almost an easier time with my shieldless guy just because I was doing a lot more damage. Yeah. With him, and I found that he is you know so difficult to you know to block that I. The times I've been successful against him, I treat him like Artorias, and I, right. you know, dodging is the only option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's very little, really, that you can use a shield for against him. There's a couple attacks, but it's not usually worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, you know, the security blanket effect, it makes you feel like you're invincible. It's Dumbo's feather. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, block with your two-hander. I know. <laughs> 
<laughs> but it's not the same. No. Yeah. But uh, so you defeat Manus, and then Dust shows up, and she is like curled up in the fetal position and sobbing. So really, your only option. I, I forget. I've not played it. I've not beaten him. So it's mm-hmm. is a bonfire out, or do you have to homeward bone out? You, There's you a bonfire out. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Bonfire pops up. Yeah. And uh, we'll we'll start talking about the lore of this area here in a second. But let's just finish up uh, what happened. Yeah. Um, in there is that the uh, so you bonfire out. Um, this will make dusk reappear mm-hmm. in uh, in dark root. And uh, you talked to Elizabeth. We talked about this earlier. She promises to keep your secret about uh, you having saved dusk instead of Artorius. Um, I think it has to do with that. You know, the idea of Artorius is valuable, mm-hmm. um, kind of thing. Um, and then you've got a, a quote here of what she says, which is interesting. Yeah, this, our, this 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 is actually dusk saying. I still think on that creature from the abyss that preyed upon me. My faculties were far from lucid but I quite clearly sensed certain emotions. A wrenching nostalgia, a lost joy, an object of obsession, and a sincere hope to reclaim it. Could these thoughts belong to the beast from the abyss? But if that were true, then perhaps it is no beast after all. (sighs) Please forgive my ramblings. It's just that I wish to know the truth, and no one... Not even loving Elizabeth will tell me. Yeah. So, Manus is tricky from the lore perspective. What I believe, and something I've read in other conjectures, is that Manus is the furtive pygmy warped by the abyss and kind of by the effects of what the Dark Soul, humanity, uh, kind, of, kind of did to him. Uh, we have the notion that the different lords are people who are granted special powers because of the souls that they got from their proximity to the first flame. Um, I think the pygmy was the first of the humans, just like, you know, Nita was the first of the dead, blah, blah, blah. Um, and he was just a dude who had this thing and kind of worked from the shadows. Um, and maybe he was buried. Maybe he, you know, was entombed just like Nito or Gwyn, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, you know, his possession of the dark soul, uh, you know, that's what the serpents were after and trying to awaken the abyss. I'm not certain how the abyss relates to the dark or, you know, whatnot, but that's the, you know, that like, that's probably the most tenuous connection in the, in the theory. And so I think that when you're fighting Manus, you know, when you're talking about the, you know, the, 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 the primordial human, this is the fur to pygmy and thus all of the Lords appear in the game. The, the, the first part of that, I 100%, I think it, there's not doubt in my mind that this is the fur to pygmy. Mm-hmm. Um, For sure. Yeah, like like the second part gets trickier, but the first part, like, there's so much support for it, and I'm glad you hit upon it. Like, the biggest part is to me is that, like, you see everyone from the intro except for him. Mm-hmm. Like, his absence is so notable, you yeah. know, throughout the rest of the game. Like, oh, who's this, you know, Seath isn't one of the lords. Like, he has a piece of a lord soul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> why am I not fighting all four lords? And mm-hmm. you do. Like, you, this is the, I have no doubt that this is the furtive pygmy. The issue, like, when we start getting into, like, the serpents tricking Ulysseal, you know, into doing that in order to get access to the void or access to the, the you know, the dark or the dark lord. Like, that stuff gets tricky for me. And, you know, that I haven't made up my mind. Mm-hmm. Like, I've read a lot of accounts. I've thought of it myself. But I don't have, like, a final answer. It just depends on how much conjecture you're willing to make, I think. Yeah. What, what, are, what are your thoughts, John? Um, I don't think I really have a final answer either. I would definitely lean towards it being Koth that, you know, that tempted Ulysseal since he's, you know, kind of hangs out in the abyss, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, Framp doesn't do that, right? At least that we know of. Not until the end. Not until yeah. he's in that weird hallway and 
you know, everything's black around it. Is that really the abyss, though? I mean, or is that just yeah. like? It's, yeah. it's not necessarily. I, I judge him by the company he keeps. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, with, yeah. I, I still feel like you know, it, I feel like the intention of the whole thing was that you know they're kind of two sides of the same coin. It doesn't really matter which one you sided with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 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 the DLC, like you know, but like prior to you know coming here and seeing the effects of the abyss firsthand, um, you know, even more drastically than in uh, uh, you know. Uh, new Londo, um, the 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 Dark Wraith ending where you side with Kath could arguably cons- you know be considered to be the good ending, right? Because like, oh, it's a new age for humanity; it's not the end of the world, etc. But you yeah. get like a first glimpse at like the the all consuming power of this, right? Right, and I, I think that's what the game you know wants you to do. Um, I'm sure Vivian will. I hopefully she'll she'll copy it and write it in or, or edit it. But she had on, on the boards had a really good kind of idea as to which one she considers to be the good ending. And she you know did she said that the player is supposed to do you know the uh, the framped ending and think that's the good one, and then you discover Kath, and then you think that's the good one. Mm-hmm. But then she you know kind of took it further, and like what if you know if this if the effects on Alicia or what happens to the void that doesn't necessarily invalidate the argument that this is something that has to burn out the same way. Like you could maybe have to cut out like a cancer, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. or the way that something has to be destroyed in order to be rebuilt. Right. Like maybe the process is disgusting and, and horrific mm-hmm. and that's what they're showing us. So in a way like this can elevate either ending, right? Like this can elevate the, the dark ending where you're saying, you know, uh, this is what you're paying, you know, like if if you if you believe that and that you want to do this new age, like this all has to happen first, and it's mm-hmm. awful. Right. And then it can also kind of strengthen the light ending, where it's like this is what you have to do. Of course, you want to put this off a while. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you can put this off for another age, right. like do it because things are terrible now, but the they're you know they could be way 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 worse. You know, right. and there are still people. You know, we you never find out what happens in lands outside of Lordran. You don't know what's at stake on the the positive end, mm-hmm. but this gives you a really solid idea of what's at stake at the negative end, right? Yeah, things. And like just knowing thematically what you know from soft kind of does, that's a big part of uh, Demon Souls, mm-hmm. where like the idea of like you know life is terrible. Is it worth living? <laughs> you know, is part of like I mean you know is is a, a big thematic thing that happens and what little lore there is in that game mm-hmm. you know like is it worth is the world worth it right given what it is you know which is like that's a totally relatable and real life thought for a game about serpents and mushroom kingdoms <laughs> like right i think about that all the time like when i was uh first got married like you know one of the things i said you know and i'm glad i didn't have kids one of the things i said was like i'm really uncomfortable you know uh having a kid in this world mm-hmm. you know because look at it fucking look at it and like my attitude on that has softened a little bit uh, mostly because I met some really great human babies, but like the the, uh, it's true though. You know, like yeah. you know, is the is like it's really easy to get caught up in like this shit is not yeah. is no good. You know, and uh, I mean that's kind of like I definitely take that from it, even if it's not the final thing I take from it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. That, that 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 is all incredibly uh, relevant and poignant. Yeah. yeah. And we'll we'll hopefully have you know some more thoughts on that mm-hmm. uh, in the final episode of the show, final yeah. proper episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, wrap up wrap up thoughts on the area in general. Your reward is mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. And also the experience of having done the boss fights or whatever. But it's funny you go back to Elizabeth and she's like, 
here, here's your reward. These things which are too good to ever use, so you will never use them. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> imagine, imagine she's giving you her like three of her fingers, though. And uh, then, oh, and yeah. Then, and then it becomes <laughs> it becomes a much bigger sacrifice. Big maybe deal. those are her babies. <laughs> yeah. Oh God! Raise these as your own. <laughs> what? Uh, no, the last of my kind. <laughs> yeah, I know. Those were the ones that you... would have taught them truth, justice, and not to punch strangers. <laughs> so, like, oh man! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Mushrooms uh-oh. at the bottom of the Great Hollow. Maybe Elizabeth is a leftover from uh, the, the the ancient age. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Like, she's been there for, for forever. Those mushrooms had to be the, like, none, none of the monsters you fight in the Great Hollow make sense to me from a lore perspective. Right. Like, I, they, it feel, and they're both reused, so it just feels real goofy yeah. goofy for me. Hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, that whole area, I mean, we'll get to it. Um, so, yeah, what, uh, what, uh, what will we get to? Well, um, we're taking a little bit of a diversion for the next couple of episodes. Um, our next thing that you're going to see from us is going to be a special about speed running that we did with uber goose uh from youtube who kind of taught us the ways of love and also running through this game real fast primarily on, on twitch like super nice guy and really good interview yeah um, like i'd watched a lot of his stuff like i talked about souls bowl on here like he was a, a prime player in souls bowl <laughs> and uh, really really illuminating interview we did with him which is really you know it was really cool it's a huge aspect of this game this game has a huge speedrunning community we only scratched the surface but we treated it as kind of a 101 <laughs> angle like we did with the pvp episode yeah because um, we know a lot of listeners don't really know very much about it. <laughs> yep. And then, um, are we comfortable saying what we're going to do between that and the uh, and the final? Yeah, I just realized something. You know what we're choosing to do? We're rekindling the flame on this podcast. Yes, we are. <laughs> like we are choosing to sacrifice ourselves to the flame to put off the end just a little bit longer. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's fucking deep. It is. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah. So so go ahead and and uh, lay it on them. Yeah, yeah. So we are going to bring Jeremy Greer back uh, for a bit more of a deep dive into uh, EC's world of PvP. So we've done the PvP corner for these past couple of uh, past couple of episodes, and uh, we want to talk about uh, different areas in the game and uh, various tricks and exploits and stories. And so that'll be kind of a lengthier special uh, where yep. we just kind of take a grand tour of Lordran from the Dark Wraith's perspective. Yep. And and as kind of another part of that, um, I'm going to try to make an effort to get some PvP experience. Yeah, me too. Between now and then, so we'll be able to maybe use some of the stuff we learned in the first one and, and just kind of spend some time doing it, yeah. which I've never spent any serious serious time doing. So I want to you know, at least get a you know a few dozen matches, maybe more, under right. my belt. Um, so yeah, so we're doing a follow-up to that PvP episode, which is real mm-hmm. popular, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, at the end, we are doing uh, you know, Killing of the First Flame, The Great Hollow, and Ash Lake. Yes. All in kind of a wrap-up. Um, no guests on that one. Me and Cole are going to bookend it with just the two of us. Yep. Um, Weird thing. Uh, Artorius's, um, Artorius's arena from a distance looks like the kiln. Like, yeah. those, like those weird columns popping yeah. up. Huh. Cole's doing his research during the show. No, no, I'm, I'm just, I'm just thinking about it. I'm sorry. I just, the, no, it's the, okay. the things that I, that, that I wanted to mention, but didn't. So, oh. yeah. no, I, yeah, I didn't, I definitely didn't notice that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but then, uh, then that's it. And then, uh, and then we've got Demon Souls coming up for season two. Mm-hmm. Um, putting together a guest list for that. Yeah. Um, real excited about starting that. So yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. Before we uh, totally wrap up with uh, uh, Dark Souls stuff, we'll get into the the plug section. John, are you doing anything online right now? Um, no, not not. Don't really have anything to plug. Um, 
<laughs> you can just tell everybody your address and they can just swing on by. <laughs> yeah, just come over to my house, hang out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, plug, hang, plug getting drunk with Ryan Green. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, um, the, uh, yeah, but John has been in many good bands, which you can never hear uh, <laughs> because of how we did bands. Back in our twenties, <laughs> because of how we did bands. Yeah, but um, <laughs> thank you for uh, for joining us, John. Yes, thank you. No problem. Thanks for having me on. It was fun. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. Um, yeah, I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so there's no other place to get John, similar to to Levi. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want more Gary and Cole, there are plenty of places. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I want to you know just uh, first amongst them are uh, real quick before we get into the shows. Mm-hmm. Um, YouTube channel. Me and Brayden from the Pitch have started our Double Dragon playthrough on youtube so the youtube channel www.youtube.com forward slash watch out for fireballs um has a couple of different dark souls plays going through and i'm gonna we got our connectivity fix and everything so we're gonna have regular episodes of me and brayden going through as jimmy and bimmy from double dragon <laughs> all fist weapons and whips dragon head co-op through the whole game so that is a lot of fun yeah um, additionally, Gary and I do other audio podcast stuff, uh, primarily among them, Watch Out for Fireballs, which is uh, coming up on its 50th episode, which is going to be about Castlevania Three, apropos to uh, our discussion of Dark Souls, which feels in some ways like a 3D Castlevania. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're really excited about that. Check that out uh, on DuckFeed.tv. Gary, you do a show with your friend Brayden, who you just mentioned. It might have been yep. actually better to segue from your thing to that. but That's okay. No, it's okay. Um, the pitch... <laughs> Me and Brayton Cameron, um, brilliant ideas once a week. Uh, we also do a Twitter. It's PitchPod. So we, we each come up with one each weekday. We're at like 225 now, um, I think. So, so I'm very proud of that show. Yes. Um, the uh, I have a show called The Idea of Ahala, which is winding down, but I'm going to replace it with something. I don't know why yet. Um, but you can check that out. Me and Brayton both do, and I guess that this show could use some more love. Um, we both do a show called Abject Suffering. Which is kind you of our take on or you and Cole. I, I well, Cole, I want to break something to you. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm actually no, I'm, starting a competing I'm, podcast with the same name. Yes. No, I thought you were going to yeah. say I was Brayton the whole time. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, 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 yeah. Exactly. You're just the the Cole robot wearing the Brayton skin. Um, me and Cole, I apologize for that. Yes. Me and Cole do a show called Abject Suffering, which mm-hmm. is us doing uh, short episodes about bad games. Yes. And uh, is real good. And we just recently launched it. So uh, check it out and join on Facebook mm-hmm. and listen to it and stuff. Yeah. And I do a podcast with some of my friends called The Level. It's about modern video games. And uh, then I also do a show with my brother called Those Damn Ross Kids. Yep. So and, it's, a, it's a, almost a, if there is a show or there's almost a show for every day of the week. Yep. So, so yeah. And uh, in general, just, you know, ratings, reviews uh, on iTunes, subscribing. Uh, we have an Amazon link, duckfeed.tv slash tip jar. Admin section's been real, real long, so I'll spare you that. You know it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And get drunk with Don Wolf. And also, uh, <laughs> praise the sun. Praise the sun. John. May the flames guide thee. <laughs> <laughs> and we all pray that we will have far more soon. I, I'm not comfortable with you changing. I'm comfortable with it. No. Mm. John, if you ever meet John in real life, he's a lot like Elizabeth the Mushroom. <laughs> it's true.
Um, one of the things that's so heroic about John's whip battle is that his character has two whips, but John has no arms. <laughs> much like Elizabeth. So. <laughs> I, I do just come out of a wall and just sit here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah, it was weird being a band with him. Like, it was, yeah, it was just sang a lot. It was, it was like... <laughs> It was like the drummer from Death Le- from Def Leppard, but twice but as twice good. But twice as good, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. I'm glad we're- <laughs> uh, that's a good that's a well crafted joke. Let's end on that. Okay. <laughs>